Hello and welcome to Thursday Live Lessons here in Ukulele on the ground. My name is Aldrin Guerrero, joined by Mr. Aaron, the voice, not Kamarasi. What's up, Aaron? What's up? And Mr. Kahai, the legend, for against What's up, Kahai? What's up? The legend, the voice, and Aldrin is here, and we are <laughs> going to be starting Thursday Live Lessons. How this works is you guys ask us questions. Uh, we get back to you, um, you know, however way we can, usually here at the podcast, or if not, we don't get to you back to you via email already. We answer them here on Thursday Live Lessons. Where I come up with the, uh, with an answer for you. These two guys are put under two cents, and we come up with the best possible answer that the three of us can provide. A super answer, if you will. Right, Kai? Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. No one's questioned our authority yet. I mean, you know, you just got to fake it till you make it, right? I mean, I mean, give real good advice. <laughs> <laughs> so I sometimes worry. And some of the, cause, but then again, we're pretty, we're pretty honest. If we don't know something, we're like, nah, I don't, I don't know. I don't actually. Like, for example, like strumming, like um, from like the UK kind of strumming and stuff. Like whenever people ask us those kind of questions, like, oh, how do I do a whatever split stroke? And I was like, I got to be honest with you. I'm not quite sure. And I don't know. You should probably check out these sources. Yeah. And then I give my answer. But I try to cover my tracks. Kai, do you? Uh, yeah. We come <laughs> up with something. I don't know if it's a good answer. I mean, we haven't really been called something. out, but I'm sure we we will sooner or later. I mean, at least I haven't heard any. I mean, you know that uh, any calling out. I mean, you're the you're the email guy. So have, has anybody called us out for stuff? Or like, hey, you got this wrong. Which no, which I, I don't yeah. doubt. I mean, I'm sure we get stuff wrong all the time. I think if anything, people might say like, oh, here's something to add on to what uh, you guys said, but mm-hmm. nothing like where yeah. it's like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this is a very credible podcast. Everyone listening right now, this is uh, we we know what we're doing. We I should. Think, uh, <laughs> We should open it up, though. If somebody <laughs> does hear something wrong from us, they should send they us should. an email. Yeah. Stickers to everyone who can uh, can find the, the wrong things. <laughs> like, no, no, don't. Don't. I don't. They're, they're, they're like, hunt it all down. <laughs> and I'm going to feel bad. I'm going to lock I'm myself sure up in my room. Be, you know, yeah. like, I want to feel so bad. I'm like, maybe I don't even want to make a podcast. <laughs> but, yeah. So, Kahai, give us our first question, buddy. Uh, so last week we we um, George asked us what our top five ukulele players are, mm. or like what our favorite ukulele yeah. players were, uh, and then Renee asked who's our favorite ukulele teachers. Mm. So not necessarily players, but just mm. uh, people who might teach ukulele. Okay. Okay. Let's let's uh, let's make this let's make this list. <laughs> let's make this list. <laughs> All right, so um, like, yeah, we should have had like a, a tier list, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, like, like the that's... same same people. I think <laughs> <laughs> we should, you know we uh, should have had, right? had <laughs> Richard come here from BuzzFeed like and make our list. And yeah, we have like SS S tier <laughs> A tier B tier O P tier. Um. Let's see. Um, nah, there's some new names in there. Like, I mean, Craig and Sarah has to be in there. I love the way that they've like, been teaching lately. Like, yeah, but like really James Hill. Yeah, James, James, James Hill is an thing. awesome teacher. Uh, so, okay, my tier list. Like, this is probably not going to be in order because I don't, I mean, how do you judge that, you know? Um, favorite teachers. Uh, ukulele teachers. Uh, I, don't, I mean, okay, in no order. I'm going to say... Chris Salvador. If you guys have not checked out his UU Plus like um, <laughs> lessons and stuff, hot dang is that yeah. guy super like organized. He's got great content. He's got you know he's just got good stuff. I teach the stuff that he teaches, you know, like because he's so he's that good. Like the rock on inner peace, that's all Chris Salvador. So I'm not even gonna take credit for that. That's that's like CS, you know, like and he doesn't he barely does ukulele anymore and stuff, but I mean, I, I think he's one of my favorite teachers yeah. because he's just so good. And he's great at explaining stuff um, and great at visuals. He had like handouts like for us to you know to to do, and he, he's awesome. Um, I'm gonna put Craig and Sarah on the same like uh, you know on the same tier because I, I believe that you know they they work together as a team, mm-hmm. and um, you know it's not like well Sarah does and and or Craig teaches this and Sarah does that. No, like they're together as a team, and I think Craig and Sarah deserve to be in you know in in that top five list 
Um, yeah, they're they're very prepared. Yeah, yeah, they're you know they um, they present stuff really well. They explain stuff really well. They um, you know they do stuff. They not only teach things like um, you know as far as content goes, but they do the things in application really well. You know, like so you learn a, a technique or some kind of knowledge or some kind of you know ukula thing, and then they'll like use it in application and it's stuff that you could apply to like any song that, that you're doing. So they're they're great teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Benny Chong is a great like just sit down and teach. So he's still in my you know he's still in my list. Um, uh, well, Jake was responsible, you know, like for uh, for teaching me when I was uh, when I was on Oahu and stuff. Like, and he so, taught. Yeah, like, that would yeah, probably be your the number my one. my number one because yeah. that's like what kind of got me started. And it wasn't just, but the thing with him and what we've been saying this entire time is not just a great ukulele player; is also an amazing humanitarian. You know, like so he not only taught me like how to uh, how to play music and, but you know just to kind of feel the you know feel the music and, and how to write and just kind of access and tap into like some you know some emotions and and, and use that in my playing um, but he also taught me like how to be a good person you know and how and set an example for not just me but every ukulele player you know live now like he's setting an example on, on how to be you know a respectable person not just not just a ukulele player um and so how many did i do chris craig and sarah jake so that's three so oh and then um benny chong mm-hmm. so i have room for one more um and you say james yeah yeah james hill so james hill jake and james so that's my top two james hill is is such a great teacher that like i've i went to the first time i went to his um his workshop is when i did the reno ukulele festival and by gosh like he's he's so good i mean like he's uh he's been in the system for a long time i know he um i'm gonna get the name wrong so i'm not even gonna say it but like he was you know he was taught by one of like the best teachers in canada yeah and it was like, like uh Lang- yeah. langley right yeah that, from the that. langley so I, I don't know nah, i think it's charles but i don't want to say what it is Who but like yeah, yeah he's he was taught by one of the best teachers you know in uh in canada if you know in extension in the world right so He's uh, he's really organized. He's got great content. He's um, he's got a lot of like thinking out of the box. And I just saw that he's releasing um, Ukulele X or whatever, like which is a um, a really cool thing that you guys should definitely check out. I know we're Ukulele on the ground, like oh check out our stuff, but this this is one of those things you should go outside of the, the Ukulele on the ground box and check out Ukulele X because he's teaching like a lot of the um, he's teaching like the chopstick stuff he's teaching the uh, like the like you know um, like the golpes that you know, he's been mm-hmm. doing so all the um, all the unconventional Ukulele things is, is in there not something that I would watch I'm like, that, that's the stuff that amazing he yeah. created yes <laughs> so you know he's like as far as uh, out of the box and just kind of um, taking the Ukulele you know to to new heights like it's it's got to be james hill so those are my top five chris craig and sarah benny chung jake and james how about you aaron <laughs> yeah because <They> <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> i mean we've you've worked with a lot of you know like a lot of ukulele teachers now we've featured a lot of them and stuff so it's not like you only work with with me you've seen all all these people and not just seen but have worked with like and filmed you know yeah if i could add a six it would be jason arimoto Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. you know my uh as favorite um (laughs) filming i think yeah bruce shimabuto (laughs) (laughs) for reasons we can't explain (laughs) We're not allowed for reason we didn't not allowed to explain. No, I mean, <laughs> nah, nah. He's, I mean, he's awesome. Bruce, Bruce is good. Good time. He's yeah, like, yeah. Bruce is a good time. Well, the the thing about Bruce is that he he like you know how Jake yeah. is very like precise about everything. Mm-hmm. Bruce is more about the feel. So like he was pretty good at yeah. communicating that like yeah. this is how this is like this is how strumming mm-hmm. works because mm-hmm. we we did a strumming mm-hmm. um video with him or a video series with mm-hmm. him and he like you could tell that it's just the way that he approaches everything on mm-hmm. ukulele is kind of like like you go about it by feel mm-hmm. and here is some some of the ways to kind of like emphasize mm-hmm. things that need to be emphasized mm-hmm. and de-emphasize things that don't need to be you know mm-hmm. and he's he's very much like a kind of go with the flow kind of guy yeah, yeah. and so 
that kind of came out in his teaching, and that's kind of how ukulele should be. Right, right. You know, and、uh, there was a thing back then. So after、um, after Pure Heart. Uh, Jake actually put,、um, built an ukulele school for himself. A lot,、mm-hmm. Not a lot of people knew this, but、mm-hmm. Ukulele Incorporated it was called. So Ukulele Inc.、Um, started. It was、uh, <laughs> it was Jake, it was、um, Bruce, and、mm-hmm. it was like Tracy. You know, like they were like teaching this. So these are the guys that、like, you wanted to learn from, like、yeah. back, you know back then. And、um, Jake、um, was、uh, he was one of the teachers, but he was actually not the best teacher there. Best teacher there, apparently, I heard. Was Bruce? You know,、uh-huh. Bruce really could, like you said, break down those things, you know,、um, better than anybody yeah, else could. Like, without could those without putting too much pressure mm-hmm, on, mm-hmm. you know, makes it fun, makes it like easily digestible, and you know, yeah, yeah, it's so, it's kind of like ukulele should be fun,、yeah. it should be loose, and、mm. you should be able to interpret,、mm. you know, songs in the way that you interpret it. And he、yeah. he left room for that, and yeah, without. Without making you feel like he's not teaching me anything, mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. definitely teaching you stuff. Yeah. But then it allowed you to be free to do it in your own way. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Feel yeah. it out. <laughs> so like, I, I liked, I, I enjoyed just like hanging out with him,、mm-hmm. um, seeing the way that he approaches teaching.、Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, he's he's really good. So, well, you Kai. Oh, anything else you want? Any other names you want to add? Um, I don't know. That. They're quality teachers. We're like listing right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs>、uh, it's hard because you know, like a lot of those、mm. ukulele teachers that are really good are also very good players. So, like you know, we already yeah, mentioned yeah. a lot of <laughs> our there, favorite players. There's also like you know, like ukulele teachers who are not necessarily or ukulele players who are not necessarily good teachers either. You know, like、yeah. just being a good ukulele player doesn't make you a good teacher. Yeah, yeah, that's and true. Vice versa, that's true. <laughs> like being、yeah. a good ukulele teacher doesn't necessarily make you a good player.、Uh-huh. Yeah, so yeah, I think、uh, somebody like so yeah, somebody that we didn't really mention. Uh, is Doctor Trey? I think he's、yes. a really good teacher. Legend,、too. legendary. Because <laughs> like he,、mm. uh, we we got like a lot of questions asking、mm. about people saying like, "Oh, I have arthritis, or I have something, you know, bothering my wrists.、Mm. How do I play while still having that?" Yeah. And Doctor Trey is like somebody who actually experiences it、mm. and can tell you like, "Oh, you know, like you want to try to adjust the pressure that you're you're using with your hands, like." To where、yeah. you're not using、uh, over,、mm-hmm. you know, you're overstressing your hands. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. he's um. So for those people who don't know, Doctor Trey is Tracy Tarada. He still teaches on Oahu, I believe. I don't know if he's still there, but he's um. He teaches at uh, what's that? Sekiguchi's、um, ukulele, like a little like ukulele. Oh, I'm not sure.、Thing. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, um, Sekiguchi. He has his own.、School? Yeah, because you could Sekiguchi has his own school. Oh, yeah, like on on Oahu and stuff. But I forgot what it's called. But I believe Tracy teaches over there. So, um, yeah. So you can still get lessons from him. And for those people who don't know who Tracy Tarada or don't know that name, um, if you know Jake Shimabukuro, you are familiar with Tracy Tarada because Tracy Tarada is the guy who taught Jake Shimabukuro, like. You know a lot of that stuff that he's that he's doing, <laughs> or like that he did back in like Pure Heart. So yeah, all yeah. of his like, like you know all the, the he, was he the, the producer? Uh, Pure, Pure yeah,、Heart? he produced. Um, but he was uh he was a part of that. They kind of ran a small little school too. You know,、mm-hmm. like Tracy back then. Um, and these are just stories. I I wasn't there. I, just, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. like firsthand, think- but just stuff that Tracy kind of told me. Um, that's how they recorded the first、uh, Pure Heart album. The first Pure Heart album was actually supposed to be a recording of a bunch of his students, but then、um, that one,、um, I believe they recorded. Don't quote me on this, but、um, they recorded uh, uh, either Waimanalo Blues or One Love, like from the first album, and that came out so well that they're like, we should just do an entire album. <laughs> so what was supposed to be Tracy and his like and his students became Pure Heart,、mm-hmm. you know. I think we we have a podcast with Tracy、mm-hmm. where we we talk to him,、mm-hmm. and I think he does like explain all that kind of stuff too, like how he met、mm-hmm. Jake and how they got started、mm-hmm. working together、mm-hmm. and everything. So yeah, yeah. So that's、um, yeah, Tracy. Tracy. Yeah. yeah. And I think、uh, another thing to add on too with like Jason Arimoto,、mm-hmm. kind of like the same way where I think you can get.、Um, 
like the things he teaches, the blues ideas that he teaches, it's not unique to ukulele. Like you can find it, mm-hmm. you know, with any you know blues instruction or blues yeah. theory course. But the way that Jason teaches it really hones in on how you play ukulele on the blues, and that's mm-hmm. what like makes his teaching special. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and um. Most of these, if not all of these teachers that we listed, are still teaching, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can, although Benny Chong other than is, Chris. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris yeah. is the only person that's not teaching. But you can get his instructions here on Ukulele. <laughs> yeah. So technically, you can still learn from Chris. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, Benny Chong, I believe, teaches where Tracy's teaching. So you could, like, book is an it, Is it Poi Poi? Yeah, is yes. That the one yes. Poi Poi. Yeah, Ukulele Poi Poi. P O E P O E. So, um,. You can. Uh, I, I don't think you can. Uh, you can take from them there directly, but I think you can um, schedule something with them to either get Tracy or oh, or cool. Benny Chong. I believe. Cool. I believe if yeah. they're still there because I last time I checked they were they were still there. But the last time I checked was years ago, <laughs> like two or three yeah. years ago. So yeah. I don't know. With Tracy and his like family is like a family now. So I don't know. Yeah. But I know Kuala pays pays the bills, so <laughs> probably yeah. he's probably still teaching there. Oh. Well, uh... I kind of want to throw in uh, ukulele. Yeah. I, like, I I sat in on one of his workshops, and it mm-hmm. was basically, you kind of like, you know, like, we have Solo Secrets Revealed, right. where we talk about, like, the islands and mm-hmm. the boxes and mm-hmm. stuff, how to, how to kind of improvise on the spot. Yeah. Lenny had his own version of that. Oh, cool, 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 cool. And so, like, like the way that he explained it and taught it, it's, mm-hmm. like, obviously, he came up with it separately it was like a separate <laughs> evolution yeah. of the same concept yeah and like i thought his presentation was re- like really well done so um he he like when he does workshops he has his britney spears microphone and he <laughs> yeah. walks around with his yeah. ukulele and then he's <laughs> great he does, yeah he does his thing but he's like you know and he has like his ipad kind of hooked up and yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like his yeah. presentation of it was really mm-hmm. well done, and it was kind of intuitive the mm-hmm. way that he kind of explained um, mm-hmm. soloing. Yeah, um, because he started off kind of with like you know everybody kind of knows the C scale, but like mm-hmm. how do you go beyond that, mm-hmm. and then how do you apply it to other keys and stuff? Mm-hmm. And so he did a he did a really good job. I liked um, I like Lenny, mm-hmm. and and you know the two of them together, Lenny and Cynthia, mm-hmm. they're great at organizing people yeah, bringing yeah, yeah. people together for the purpose of learning and yeah. enjoying the ukulele so I, so yeah i think they mm-hmm. they've kind of created like a, a great community i think like a couple more people too is like we're just gonna keep adding people yeah. as we <laughs> yeah yeah but it's like abe and neil neil chin yeah i've like, heard good oh, things neil about chin. neil yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, both of them though like I, I'm sure, like, they could teach you beginner stuff, mm-hmm. but I think you get a lot from them if you're, like, a, more of an advanced player. Yeah. And you can yeah. be, like... Because I, I, uh, somebody, you know, one of our members, Mark, like, when we were in San Francisco, he mm-hmm. went to Abe's workshop, and he came back, and I was like, oh, how was it? He's like, oh, it's, like, mind-blowing. It's <laughs> just, like, yeah. things that I would never think about, mm-hmm. like, you know yeah and it's like so eye-opening so yeah. i think the same thing with neil too mm-hmm. like neil has like a um a workshop on our site mm-hmm. where he explains uh, modes and like chords mm-hmm. and stuff and i've heard like a lot of people say like oh yeah this totally opened my mind to thinking about things differently than mm-hmm. how it was mm-hmm. earlier so they're yeah they're kind of high level players yeah but if you're beyond the beginner like you, Those you have a you lot of from. stuff to learn mm-hmm. from both of them <clears throat> Yeah, um, let's see who else. I don't know, but yeah, there's there's a lot of ukulele teachers out there and stuff. But if you want quality instruction beyond like just here's a C chord, here's an F chord, so beyond stuff that you already know, these are the guys that you should seek out. Yeah, really. if you want to move on to like a like oh also brian talentino like oh, I, yeah. I, I don't want to like go on yeah. without men- mentioning brian talentino uncle brian. He's a uh, he's He's also great, you know, like when, whenever I get to sit down with him and ask him stuff, like he's always down to like teach me things. Mm-hmm. And I know he also sometimes teaches at Poi Poi. So like most of these guys, Poi Poi is, you know, is a place to go. Uh, and that's on Oahu. Um, mm-hmm. He's uh, He's got a really great approach to just adding, you know, like adding, sprinkling some magic or fairy dust, he calls it. Sprinkling some fairy dust into, mm-hmm. into the mm-hmm. stuff. So if you want to learn that, 
he's like he's the best guy to go check out and he's he tours you know like he does a teaching tour like um he plays also but then i think um most people kind of go to see like his uh, he's a great player and yeah, i'm not yeah. saying they're like oh you know but like he's okay to play no no he's a great player but even an even better teacher so if you're looking for quality instruction mm-hmm. uh yeah yeah and then we did we mention Kalei? Cause that yeah well, yeah you know, yeah clay yeah that's, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's automatic that's, yeah automatic he automatic. was at our retreat yeah. and like the fact that he he taught and mm-hmm. you taught mm-hmm. kind of separately mm-hmm. and then you you taught together mm-hmm. it kind of brought everything together yeah like, that, you know your style his style of teaching mm-hmm. your style of teaching your style of playing and his yeah. style of playing and then bringing it both together mm-hmm. I think people really um, got a lot out of seeing both yeah and then and then putting them together in their minds so. and that was like such a um uh a on the spot decision because we were supposed to switch again you know like the third yeah. day like yeah. i was supposed to have my uh, my group a again and then uh, kale was supposed to have group b again but uh-huh. i was like no why don't we just condense it we just sit down and we answer everyone's questions yeah so like we took at least like a couple hours and stuff like just sitting down and getting to know what people wanted to know about about the ukulele, about mm-hmm. our styles, about our approach and stuff, or just um, how how we think, you know, in, in general. So it was a really cool um, cool workshop that we did, like a cool workshop with mm-hmm. with Kalei and I, and that was totally improvised because it's like you know, I think most people will get something out of this instead of like breaking them up into groups, and we teach yeah. kind of the same thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's good. So you got Aldrin one day, Kalei one day, and Kalei and Aldrin as us. Yeah, it goes to retreat. It was, yeah. it was missed out. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I think the thing too that mm, people mm-hmm. might not have known and learned when you and Kalei did your joint, mm-hmm. you know, kind of workshop was like how many people or how many, mm, yeah, what's how many ukulele players, kind of around all of our ages, like were in kind of like uh, learned from like uh, um, Troy Fernandez mm-hmm. and. From Pureheart, like were influenced by them, and seeing like where both of you guys kind of came from the same place, mm-hmm. and then like diverge, right? Because even though you guys can, you like you guys were talking about like uh, how since um, Clay is in Iron Mango, yeah, and he's like, oh, I already know all this songs. Like, <laughs> I have, you guys want yeah. me to play with you guys? I know, like your whole set list. Yeah, no problem. I was ribbing on him. I was like, hey, if you want to take a day off, Clay, like you know, just, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just want to call it sick for one of these gigs, and I just show up out of nowhere, and then they're forced to take me. They're like, ah, why would Clay do this last minute? Like, I was but, like, guess you'll do. I'm like, yep, I guess I'll do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, and even like when during the jam too, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think there are songs that like I hear music. It's like Clay mm-hmm. just jumped on that. Like yep, you didn't yep, need yep. like prompting of like. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's this you gotta play like this. <laughs> the picking is like this. You just yeah. like no, no. I know this song. Um, so both of you guys like kind of came from the same place, but then mm-hmm. eventually like it's like the style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Took it, took and it's it in not your own direction. It's not like you guys are you know completely in different places, mm-hmm. but there is like a divergence yeah. of how you guys play mm-hmm. and how you guys like write music or how you guys think about music even too, you know so. you know it's cool like the first the the day that um Calais arrived i had to kind of like show him around because we couldn't check into the uh to the retreat house until like three or four o'clock or something like that mm-hmm. so to take him around and i didn't know like where where to take him it's not like he's a tourist or anything you know it's, mm-hmm. yeah, he, like, he lives in Hawaii. it's not like let me let me show you why man canyon or whatever you know? it's like, no yeah so we went to uh, the music store that uh, Mike now works at because uh-huh. Mike used to work at Koi Music and Sounds, but now he works at Scotty's Music. So I took him to Scotty's Music, and it was um, it was Mike and it was Kavika that was working. So Kavika is the guy who did um, uh, Vahine Ilikea with us, mm-hmm. you know, a few months ago, um, and it was uh, it was kind of cool because like. Because it was the two of them working, they're just like, oh, you guys can just, if you guys are just here to hang out, you guys can just go in that, like, back room and just take whatever instruments you want, just jam and stuff. <laughs> and um, I, I took a guitar, like an Islander guitar, and Calais took, like, you know, a, a new ukulele, and we're just jamming for, like, an hour and a half. And it, was just, <laughs> it was just, like, a great way to kind of, like, 
like um catch up with my friend you know uh-huh. like because we he came and it's like all right cool you know we're like talking story in the car we're talking story like during um you know oh, when i took him to breakfast but it wasn't until like we sat down at like scotty's music and just played and like all the customers were like what is that going on in the back there <laughs> and it was cool of like kavika and mike to not be like hey these guys are blah 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 you know like they didn't make a big deal so the uh-huh. people didn't like they listened but they didn't like linger or stay because yeah, yeah, yeah. like oh i know they want to just be you know just want to hang out and be left alone mm-hmm. but it was that was really cool because you know just getting to um getting not just getting to know somebody but catching up with somebody musically in that sense because mm-hmm. we um when when i jam with someone it's like oh, okay let's play this song and i, I would play it and i know Kalei doesn't like you said doesn't need to know the chords and stuff mm-hmm. and it's just like i just kind of give him the nod and then he'll do his picking so it was like kind of like old times again yeah, so it's yeah. really 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 cool it was a magical moment for me like with that with my friend to uh Close, close personal friend, Kalei Kamiya. <laughs> yeah, my friend to just kind of catch up again. It was really, really, really cool. And we played. Um, I hear music. We played like uh, a bunch of stuff, like roller skates. We did. Uh, it was fun. It was like an hour and a half of just jamming, like a private concert for just Mike and Kavika. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kavika was tripping out. I was like, oh my god, Kalei Kamiya. <laughs> and so was so was Mike. But it was it was really cool. It was, even, it was fun. Even when mm-hmm. I mean. Uh, this isn't exactly the same, but like even when Abe came mm-hmm. on that day, yeah, and you guys were just playing around, mm-hmm. like I made the joke. I was like, "Oh, play Spain," because <laughs> yeah. I knew that that would not be an easy song, <laughs> yeah. you know. So I said, and like Abe was like, "Yeah, yeah, let's play it." <laughs> he like plays it, and like I, I think I half stepped down or up or something. So I'm just like, "What? This is like new chords," oh. and I didn't even know the chords to begin yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah. changing keys on me. I was like, ah, "I don't want you to be this disappointed to be Father Abe." <laughs> you know? Like I just, I swear I could, I could play better than this. I swear I'm, I'm good. I'm like a professional. I think. <laughs> I just didn't want to disappoint him. <laughs> but it was it was really good. But then Kalei came like after you guys yeah. finished playing that. And then you guys all kind of played together. Mm-hmm. And then when Abe left, I, I was like kind of hanging outside and Kalei was there. And Kalei started playing Spain too. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you guys, it's, I mean, it's not like you guys know everything. I know like during the jam, I think uh, Margaritaville, like mm-hmm. you're kind of telling Kalei yeah. like, Oh, this is like the melody, right? Yeah, and he, he just came up with something on his own. <laughs> but like, you guys kind of have a shared knowledge mm-hmm. of like a lot of songs enough so mm-hmm. that it's like you can just like jump into something and be like, oh yeah, I. It doesn't even really matter what key we're playing. I know where the song's gonna go. And yeah, 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 I know where yeah. the song's it's, gonna be. It was it was good times, man. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's good times. So. You, you retreat okay. if you, if you ever see another email going hey we're gonna do one just <laughs> jump on it yeah <laughs> yeah I know, I know all the people that <laughs> yeah, that came to the retreat <laughs> said you better already, let us know first yeah yeah they they all said <laughs> if you're gonna do this again I will definitely make time for it, <laughs> no matter when it happens <laughs> like, yeah. it was, but I mean it's it's hard to top that that's why we're just like I don't know if you know like if we'll do another because how do we how do we top that like, yeah it was everything it was just kind of lined up yeah, and we're still talking aligned. about it. two weeks later it's just like ah oh, dang that was one of the coolest things we've ever done if not the coolest things we've done mm-hmm. it was, it was uh, fun yeah man um any other questions guy that was uh, a 30 teachers. minute question <laughs> yeah so can we title this these are a few of my favorite teachers. <laughs> I, I think I'm gonna uh, I'm ukulele teacher tier list. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, yeah, tier list. Um, uh, uh, somebody did a- ask a question, and it, it's mm. pretty okay. good for today because okay. it's about the thumb pick. Yes. Oh, but going back to the teacher thing, right before we like move on, mm-hmm. I just wanted to add, like everybody that we listed are like ukulele centric teachers Mm -hmm. and i think that's if you're like no matter where you are try Mm -hmm. and look for somebody who's like that yeah Mm -hmm. because there's also a lot of we we get a lot of emails or a lot Mm -hmm. of messages saying like oh i tried to take lessons from somebody who said that they're ukulele teacher Mm -hmm. but they were actually like a guitar player who mm, could play enough? I mean, I don't know what to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, well, like, my... I think you can just be careful. Like, if mm. you see, like, you know, a Craigslist listing or something, and it says, like, I teach guitar, piano, mm. whatever, and then at the very end, like, you know, in little asterisk <laughs> yeah. brackets, yeah. it's like, 
Clearly. Yeah, yeah. Also, like, teaching also, school, though, I'm yeah. kind of, I mean, I know strings. I yeah. guess I can teach yeah. this. Yeah. Or, yeah. I know I, there is somebody I talked to specifically where they said that the person was like, Oh, you have to play baritone ukulele. You can't play. I, I don't teach anything else. Red flags. What? Yeah, red yeah, flags yeah, all yeah. over yeah. that. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm sure that person is fine, but yeah, like, yeah. you know, try and find somebody who it seems like, oh, yeah, ukulele is the instrument that mm, I play. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's not bad if they teach guitar and stuff too. Just make sure that they're not coming from a place where it's like, Oh, I'm a guitar teacher, and I can kind of play ukulele. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Show yeah. You. But they're not gonna be like that. They're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, I play ukulele." <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah. Give me your money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Kalei and I were actually talking about that. One of the nights we were just kind of hanging out outside. Um, it, one of the nights we we're just hanging out, and we we're just like, "Oh, these like uh, we we're just talking about the same thing, like ukulele teachers and stuff." And then we got into the. Um, the subject of like guitar players like teaching ukulele and he's giving me examples of some of the stuff that they teach and i'm just like oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, so there's <laughs> there's a lot and i don't want to throw shade on anyone so maybe, just, <laughs> yeah. maybe i'll stop not, right here not anybody <laughs> in particular not anyone in particular it happens a lot more often yeah, than... yeah i don't want to throw shade at anybody yeah. i love and, everyone <laughs> well yeah and i think they're just like <laughs> like we said earlier like you know somebody said oh I only teach baritone. There's like mm-hmm. little red flags, like where the yes. person's like, yes. "Oh, uh, you can play ukulele with a pick," and then they start picking stuff on the ukulele. It's like mm, <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to use a plastic guitar pick on a ukulele. <laughs> mm, it's okay. But, oh, that's uh, a good segue. <laughs> yeah, it's a good. Se- oh, I like it. See, you're like like podcasting legend now. <laughs> you just know how to make them smooth transitions. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I was trying to do. That's what... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was all intentional. Go ahead. Uh, so Kevin asks, is there a way to chunk if you're using a thumb pick for melody slash riff, mm. but also want to play the chord slash rhythm? Because, I mean, yes, you can. Um, you can chunk with the thumb pick, but prepare it to kind of like hit your soundboard as well. I do it because I don't know. I have um on my ukuleles that I use on stage. I have a clear pick guard, so it doesn't really do too much damage to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're playing an ukulele without a pick guard, then it might be, you know, it might hurt it, so it might scratch it and stuff. Um, if you're going to chunk on your ukulele with the, uh, I don't, I don't even know how to explain <laughs> this, like because that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was so just, so. Uh, for for people exactly just like tuning in right now, yeah. you don't usually use a thumb. I pick? don't usually use a thumb pick. I um, broke my nail. I like to say I'm injured. <laughs> That's a joke. Uh, I, I broke my thumbnail, and um, right this, uh, right after the day after the retreat, I, I broke it and something. I've been using a thumb pick. I don't normally like using uh, thumb picks that much in, in that sense. That like some techniques like like that, like the uh, the chunk doesn't really. You know, like work too well. If you can control the chunk that you're, um, you know, you're chunking, and that the thumb and the thumb pick doesn't go any lower than than the A. See right there. So you can, because it'll just kind of hit it on the um, on on top of your fretboard. Okay. See. It's not as clean though. Yeah. You get that noise, you know, but yeah. um, it's not gonna hurt your your top. For for my other ukuleles, I just go straight for it. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just yeah, go yeah. for it. But um, does that that uh, if you're just using an undersaddle pickup, it doesn't really pick up no, no through no, the no, speakers. No, no. Yeah, but if you're using in, right? a um, a passive pickup, it will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, to be to be completely honest with you, like. The uh, the chunk shouldn't really be overdone anyway. So if you're using a thumb pick, uh, I would chunk less. And I have been ever since I've been kind of using this thumb pick. I wouldn't be chunking as much as uh, as I do. So for example, in a strumming that would normally be uh, like this. Where I'm chunking every... Every um, every phrase, I would do something like this uh, with with the thumb pick. Mm-hmm. Less less often. 
So I will do it less less often. Um, but it doesn't mean that I'm not chunking, which I am. So that's kind of one way to do the chunk with a, with, with a thumb pick. If you want to go for it, go for it. If you're you know if you're not worried about your instrument or anything like that, but if you are, see if you can train yourself to just kind of hit the um, the the fretboard. So the way that I'm doing, I don't know if I can kind of do it at an angle where there. So I do this. So this is slow. So that's where it... <laughs> so yeah. that chunk ends there. <laughs> Try to not get it caught yeah. in the strings. Yeah. On the up. Yeah. But for the most part, that's that's how I would do it. Okay. Or um, you can use like a lower part, like this. You know. So if the uh, if the chunk uses this right here sorry for all the audio listeners right now <laughs> so if the chunk uses the side of your uh, of your thumb if you have the thumb pick here you can try to go a little bit lower and use the side of your palm here still never this okay here so here's an example so and that's me stopping it from there but that you still run into like getting it yeah you know it's almost like you're doing a gope yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's uh it's tough but it's it's doable but it's it's a lot more challenging as if like chunking for some people isn't already like kind of a challenge you know like this would be (laughs) an an even better challenge and that's why throw your thumbnail (laughs) i think uh like if you're gonna wear a thumb pick anyways Mm -hmm. like ukulele players who wear thumb picks they play to the strengths of the thumb pick, so they, they might yeah. like do finger picking more and they than do, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, more than pull, pull off stuff. Yeah, so it's it's kind of like uh, yeah, there there's things that you can do better with the thumb pick, so you can try and look into those techniques to kind of substitute for mm-hmm. whatever chunking instead. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like well, why not use it instead? Because mm-hmm. it's an opportunity that you have you know if you you didn't have the thumb pick anyways mm-hmm. so yeah 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 um it's it's really been kind of a uh, <laughs> kind of a challenge to be using a thumb pick recently cuz uh i was just telling the guys that um whenever i do my strum and then i'm going to do a roll it's it's usually um my roll although we teach it kind of like this you know like pinky ring middle pointer which is a roll I actually start the roll on the upbeat, so it's like up, and then with the pinky ring middle pointer. So up with your thumb, up with your thumb. before that. Yeah. So instead, because I can't really be doing this with the thumb pick, but I guess I could, but it's just like at a weird angle. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like this, where like, so it's possible, but if you're, and if you, yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll do that, you know. Yeah. So um. Good. I'm glad I did that. <laughs> so, uh, so if instead, you know, like I, uh, if I have my thumb pick, I I do it like this, or like I have my pointer finger, like kind of dragging up, and then doing. Like but because I'm dragging it up, it's like my pointer finger is hitting these uh, these fret wires mm-hmm. and like dragging it, you know, like to like. <laughs> so I have to kind of hit it and then drag it up. And it's actually like uh, taking off some skin cells here on my pointer <laughs> finger, so I'm probably not gonna be doing that anymore. Um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna try to see if I can do it with the roll of my thumb with the thumb pick like that. <laughs> you heard it again. It's like it's not clean, but I just maybe need practice, so I should just you know I should take my own advice and perhaps practice before I go on stage. <laughs> I think uh, like. People ask us questions like these, expecting like because they they think like oh, strumming has to be concrete, it has mm-hmm. to stay one way. Like mm-hmm. if it if the strumming says it has a chunk, you have to keep the chunk in there. You can't yeah. like you replace it or do something else. Mm. But I think strumming is the least concrete thing that in yeah. like playing ukulele. music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like just keeping the rhythm basically. Yeah. So. It, yeah. And, it, you know, it's one of those things where as long as you have the result, yeah. the means to get to the result, it doesn't really matter. So, like, 
that's I, I was like bringing uh, Raya Taylor up because mm. she does upstroms while Uncle Brian does downstroms, and you would think mm-hmm. like that, that wouldn't work, but it, <laughs> but it yeah. does. But it as does. long as it syncs with yeah. the rhythm, it yeah. does. Yeah. And her rhythm is so good that it does sync, and mm-hmm. she doesn't. I'm sure, like you ask her about it, she probably doesn't even think about yeah, it. It's just she doesn't even know what she's doing. <laughs> yeah, she's just like, oh, I was just trying to recreate that rhythm, yeah. you know, that rhythm that mm-hmm. you hear in Hula Hula House and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's as long as you get, as long as it kind of sounds right, like mm, hey, people can't really call you out on like, oh, you, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. This is yeah, you yeah. It's kind of like it. Like the rhythm part, like if you're using a shaker to create rhythm, yeah, it's like it really doesn't matter how you hold your shaker as long <laughs> as you're getting that same yeah. sound out of it. If you're holding it sideways or up and down or whatever, <laughs> like as long as you're creating the yeah. rhythm, it it mm-hmm. doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to add too that like I use a thumb pick because uh, I. You know, on stage, there's a lot of demanding songs that I would need a thumb pick for. Okay, if you don't have uh, your nail, yeah, if you don't have my, if I don't have my nail, but uh, there are lots of times where I don't, you know, I don't have to use the thumb pick at all. Like last night when we played at the live show, I would put my thumb pick down because I don't have to, like, you know, do any crazy pickings. So if mm-hmm. I don't have to do any crazy pickings, I put it down. Um, then I use my fingers anyway. So then I would just kind of chunk for, you know, like, like, like normal. So using a thumb pick is for specific songs anyway it's not like something that i just have with me all the time that i would always strum with so if i'm playing a song that like island style for example you know like i wouldn't put a thumb pick on my um, on my thumb and um and like sacrifice the, uh, the the chunk and the rhythm patterns just so that i can have a thumb pick because island style if i am gonna pick um i would do uh, finger picking instead mm-hmm. and with finger picking it actually sounds better if i'm using um my flesh for the C and the and the G so that the C and the G doesn't overpower these bottom two strings right here. If I were to use a thumb pick and if I were to do finger picking, these two strings that I'm using my thumb for would overpower these two, mm-hmm. thus like uh, burying the um the lead parts or the uh, the melody lines. So I use these sparingly, even during shows i just have them on right now because i want to get used to having them on and stuff but for the most part i do use these sparingly so when you're learning how to do that chunk with the um with the thumb pick it's only going to be for those songs that you need to chunk you, and do picking yeah, yeah. like yeah. Uh, it's not something that you picking would intensive exactly. song yeah, yeah. Uh, that you have to kind of sacrifice your chunk yes quality yes. so in that sense if it's a picking heavy song anyway like maybe you know, like make the uh, make the strumming. Uh, you can modify the strumming so you don't have to chunk. Yeah, like, yeah. In, in that sense. Yeah, if so there's a, a picking, way around it. Yeah, if it's a picking heavy song, you're probably not the lead rhythm or like the yeah, lead yeah, rhythm yeah. So you wouldn't need anyway. to chunk yeah. anyway. Yeah, like I, I think for example, I don't know. Mm. Uh, I would think you would use a thumb pick for like "Stand by Me," mm. just specifically for those tremolo mm, parts, tremble. right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm. uh, but then that also that song does have chunks in mm-hmm. it. So like, I would just use left hand, like uh, left hand mutes. So if I were to do "Stand by Me." And then, so um, not chunking at all. Yeah, so left yeah. hand mutes, and then I'll do this to to uh, get this, yeah, yeah, yeah. this noise. So instead of doing this, just I'll just mute. do this. Yeah. And it's pretty similar to... Yeah. So there are other things that you could do yeah. Yeah. in place so of the chunk. Mm-hmm. So, um, that, so not, not like, ah, now I gotta learn how to do that, you know, when I have my thumb pick. Not necessarily. Um, it's, it's pretty... Uh, it's it's not that often though you would use a I, thumb pick. I even saw like on the Friday when you broke mm. your thumb pick, like yeah. live, for songs that you needed to pick and you needed yeah. that nail pick. Yeah. Instead of using your thumb, you just like used your, <laughs> I just your took pointer a broken. <laughs> oh, my pointer finger? No, I used my middle finger. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. but but you you're using it like you're holding a yes, pick, right? Like yes. a guitar pick, and you're just using the nail. Yeah, I glad you brought that up because I explained that a long time ago. That like if uh, if my thumbnail breaks, 
then I use my pointer finger. If that's short, then I use my middle finger. If that's short also, then I use my ring finger onto my pinky. So I can actually tremolo with all five fingers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, my, it's my It's not the tremolo. most ideal situation, but... But it's possible. Yeah, like, last resort. So if you watch last week's one, I'm doing tremolos. It's with my middle finger. Mm-hmm. But it's not ideal. Yeah. And I don't like to use it because it'll break. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd rather use a thumb pick and save my nails rather than having to grow like five nails at the same time. I'd rather just grow one and use a thumbnail. Oh, uh, thumb pick. I'm guessing though for like a song that that is like strumming and chunk heavy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and occasionally has like little fills or riffs that you would just yeah like again you would either finger pick or just mm-hmm. use that technique for those yeah. times yeah, instead of like yeah. oh, okay I gotta mm-hmm. uh, use my thumb pick and I have to change so it's kind of like mm-hmm. uh, analyzing the song and co- coming to a compromise of what you're gonna give up or what you're gonna keep in the song you know what's yeah. important to the song. And what should I? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It it really helps to decide that. But I mean, that's why you use your thumbnail in the first place, right? Because it's the least likely to break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't break my thumbnail playing ukulele. I broke my thumbnail doing something else. It's not like, oh, you said it wouldn't break. It doesn't. Like if I was just playing ukulele with it, that's it wouldn't (laughs) break in that sense. But. But life requires but you life, to do yeah. other things. <laughs> I'd like yeah. to say I was doing something cool. Like when I broke <laughs> it, something it, you know, cool. but it wasn't something cool. I don't even want to say it. I'm so embarrassed. For <laughs> <laughs> it's like I was say something like I was I was down at the courts playing basketball with uh you know like shirtless and you know like I want to sound like a tough guy like oh I just I was with, yeah. fixing my my engine and, yeah, yeah. Just, you know just. The screwdriver. What's a more manlier tool than a screwdriver? <laughs> the socket wrench. Socket wrench. The socket Slip, wrench just slipped off the oh boat. Oh my god! I, I used too much strength, and the whole <laughs> boat broke off, and yeah. my thumb jammed into it. And yeah. Ripped my nail. Yeah. That's totally what happened. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, okay. That's that's what happened. That is what yeah. happened. I don't, know what, I don't know about you guys, but I was fixing my car, and that's, after I played basketball, after. sweaty shirtless basketball. <laughs> 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 it's actually uh, interesting talking about this because uh, for last week's song mm-hmm. challenge, yeah, uh, I mostly used a guitar pick with my gu- guitar recording oh, yeah. it, but mm-hmm. then there's a uh, like a finger picking part, mm-hmm. and I recorded it with the guitar pick first, but the rhythm wasn't right, so I recorded it with finger picking. I didn't like the tone of my fingers, like <laughs> finger picking. Went back to the guitar pick. It didn't come out right. I tried to do like a hybrid of like both guitar picking and finger picking. I couldn't do it. So I just, in the end, I used finger picking. And then I kind of like EQ'd it to kind of <laughs> sound like it's a pick, you uh, know, a little bit more. But add a little more highs. It, <laughs> like that's one of those situations if it's like, if I just had nails. <laughs> yeah, if, I, yeah. if I could just stop biting my nails, then I, I could have gotten that part perfectly <laughs> without having to do so much stuff. And even then I was like, ah, I'm not completely happy with this, but I got to do it like this anyways. This is the only way I can. So, yeah. so you got to train yourself for, you know, those kinds of uh, <laughs> those kinds of situations. Like last week with the middle finger tremolo and stuff. <laughs> and you, would be, uh, you know, so you got to uh, train yourself for all all scenarios that could happen. Yeah. <laughs> Jim in the chat was mm-hmm. asking, um, are there reasons why people would use the thumb pick aside from replacing their thumbnail like because you know there are there are I, some some players that just use that i um, think like prefer to use thumb pick on yeah yeah some uh, some people like especially if you're a um if you're a low g user and stuff that would make your bass kind of stand out more so guys like koopa oa for example like when mm-hmm. they came out yeah, and they played kellen um so kellen uh, from koopa oa uh was using a thumb pick and i believe it was a it was a better choice than using um you know than using his his fingers because that would make because uh, it was just ukulele and bass so it's not like they had a guitar so like having the low g and uh, and playing with the thumb pick makes those low notes brighter um, and making a better sound overall. So yeah, yeah. that's I, I he, believe he there's also, some like sound, so, sonic uh, reasons why. You, yeah, you know? yeah. He he also usually plays guitar with yeah, yeah. with the 
thumb yes. picks and I'll, finger picks. I was so. going to say that. So a lot of like guitar players who go from you know guitar to ukulele would go you know for a for a thumb pick because that's just kind of what's comfortable for them. Yeah. Because guitar players, you know, like they have the 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 bass strings at the top, so using you know using thumb pick really makes those bass notes like ring out. So mm-hmm. it's one it's one of those reasons. Yeah, it's kind of. Kind of like a slack key thing too, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. If you're used mm-hmm. to doing slack key, and even Kellen did bring an ukulele that was tuned in slack key mm-hmm, so that he mm-hmm. could play a, a song mm-hmm. that he wanted. Yes, yeah, yeah. he had a not a GL six, they call it a D six because oh, everybody Kolo calls Han. it like yeah, calls it all different. Kolo calls theirs D six, Kanile calls theirs a GL six. Yeah, yeah. and uh, lele. Yeah, guitar lele. Yeah. Does um. I want to say one of them, right? Eddie Kamaya and Peter Moon. One mm. of them uses a thumb pick, yeah, I think, it, right? Yeah, Peter Moon uses a thumb pick, but Peter Moon was primarily a guitar player, so it's yeah, one of those things. Yeah. yeah. Played slack key and, that, you know, that kind of, that kind of style, that's too. Just and, that's yeah. what they're used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, like, it is, like, something from before that kind of, like, translated mm-hmm. to their mm-hmm. playing, right? There's, like, yeah. there wasn't, like, ukulele-specific players really mm-hmm. back then, so it's just, like... Oh, it, you know, you play guitar like this. Why not play ukulele like this too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Okay. Any last minute stylistic questions? choices? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Paul asked, like, what were you doing when you broke your thumb? But we we answered that, right? You're fixing your yeah, fixing your. If you guys really want to know, I'll I'll tell the story. You're, <laughs> you're fixing your your Dodge truck. <laughs> Oh my god, Ram. <laughs> changing it so you can go off roading. Yeah. <laughs> my Chevy S10. No, <laughs> uh, no. Um, I, my father in law recently went to Vegas, and um, and I, you guys know that I'm like I collect like playing cards now and stuff. Uh, so he he got me a bunch of playing cards, and he took a bunch of playing cards from that he had. You know, like a, that, that's been just kind of sitting in his closet and stuff. I'm like, oh, I'll take them. So he had this, like, it was a Anaheim Ducks, like, deck of playing cards from like 2000, whatever, but it's like at least 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's old and it's like not, you know, like traditional, like, poker mm-hmm. um, size and stuff. So it's like skinnier. And since it's so old, it's like stuck to the um, like stuck to the tuck case. Uh, like the cards uh, themselves are stuck to the tuck case. So I took off like the, um, the plastic covering for the the, the deck like of the cards and I got wrap. a cellophane. Yep, um, I I took out the uh, the the cover like the the flap. flap. I took the flap out, and because they're kind of stuck in and they're not even like regular poker size, like but there's like a little slit that you can yeah. like you know kind of grab. So they're you know they're, my thumb is there and like trying to pull <laughs> it out. I'm like. I, I don't got it I don't got it and I'm like trying to wiggle it loose and stuff I'm like this is stuck because it's old it's like an old deck of cards that's uh, stuck you know and uh, the coating of it like is is not that you know not that great for heat also because it'll stick together so I'm just like I think I almost got it and like I pulled as hard as I could and then like uh, it still didn't go so my my nail went from here to tatak like, uh, and it just like um, broke it right in the middle and uh, it broke not just the nail but um, and you can't see it here, but it went through to like the pink part, you know. Uh-huh. So there's still a part, although there's nail now growing, there's still a part that's like skinnier than the rest, uh-huh. or like it um, it broke from uh, from breaking that way. So that's like the lamest way, to, like <laughs> you know, to sacrifice yeah. my like my <laughs> <laughs> my way of living. Like like I. You know, I make a living because of uh, because of my thumbnail, like of playing ukulele and stuff, and that's a dumb way to like to break that. So yeah, it's like super embarrassing. It wasn't but, even like so, a, a super rare deck yeah, of cards yeah, yeah. or anything. It was. It was just was... like a like an old deck of Anaheim Ducks playing cards. And I was like, I just wanna, I just wanna see. It wasn't like I even played with them afterwards. I just wanted to see them. You know, like yeah. I just like. Ah, just it was. You should have just kept it in the. In the but plastic. it was uh, my <laughs> my thumbnail was longer than usual anyway, and I didn't want to break it because I didn't want it to be too short for uh, for the retreat. Mm-hmm. I knew it was too long, you know. But I I always get that point where like I cut it and then I always cut it too short, no matter how you know like how short I cut it. If I don't just buff it, um, it's always gonna be too short. And even then, sometimes when I just buff it, it's it's too short. So because it's retreat time, didn't want to risk it. And then the day after the retreat, um, 
Oh no, two days. Monday when the, when the mail arrives, like oh snap, a package from my my father in law. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh cool, pack. No, <laughs> no, it's the worst. <laughs> The, but if anyone like asks, a month, a month <laughs> yeah. of like waiting for it to grow again. Now. But if anyone asks, I was fixing my car after playing sweaty Your basketball. Truck. My truck, sorry, truck. my truck, my S <laughs> ten, <laughs> my what's a Ford F one fifty? Like what's a, what's a very madly like two fifty? My F two fifty. Ah, I was. Uh, <laughs> I was fixing my semi <laughs> after uh, the driving. I was and, fixing uh, <laughs> Optimus Primes <laughs> after a long day of uh, driving cross country and, um, and and challenging people to arm wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if you guys get that reference, I love you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Turn yeah. your hat back. Just my cap. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, <laughs> when you turn your cap around, your, your thumbnail just starts growing. <laughs> that's, that's how it broke, actually. Somebody who wanted to arm wrestle me, like, you know, cheated and just, like, just broke my thumbnail. That's that's how it happened, Pat. Let's just say that. You're like, oh. I was making my deliveries in my semi. <laughs> and blood started coming out of your nose. Yeah. And, and your your imaginary son was like, yeah. come on, dad. You can do it. So, yeah. He was he was cheating. I still won though because yeah. I'm that manly. It looks you know? like we're gonna have to put on the strap because <laughs> he let go. <laughs> the question is, oh, the question is, do I put a reference to this or is it just if people know? Yeah, no, you know. can put a reference. You can put a reference. Okay, you know, you know, to see if they got the reference, <laughs> just okay. to check. Uh, yeah, and then uh, Kevin and Renee both kind of talked about uh, my nails break before it gets long enough. Mm. And, or not being uh, able to grow. Yeah, uh, Renee says, I can't get my nails to grow at all. Have you ever tried acrylics? Um, there's people, a lot of people that use acrylics, actually. Kalei Gamial, like, uses acrylics. I know Brian Tolentino uses acrylics. Or gel nails would be better, you know? I know Koopa Oa, uh, Kellen uses acrylics, he said, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so there, you know, people have used them. I have used them. Um, but I play pretty rough. So although they're good for, like, you know, one or two gigs, I just can't risk the one or two gigs and having to peel them off and then put a new one it just it hurts you know i'm mm-hmm. like a little pansy it, it <laughs> like, weakens your nail your natural yeah, nail it weakens the natural and it hurts um because you don't want to just keep it on until like you know it, it like grows up because you run the risk of it breaking while you're playing and because it's been on your nail for you know for a long time if it breaks because this has happened um if it breaks mid-show that top of your nail is super raw because mm-hmm. it hasn't been used in forever. So if you strum your ukulele with your pointer finger, it's going to hurt because it's <laughs> yeah, it hasn't touched that like the nail underneath yeah. for for a while and it sucks. So, you know, kudos to the people that can, but I oof, I I only have to do it one time and then I'm like, nope, no never again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I used to use gel, like the gel nails are pretty cool and like that's something that doesn't like, It's just like a gel coating or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cuz you don't have to because some people put the acrylic on and then put the gel on top, uh, gel yeah, on yeah. top of that. Um, but the way that I used to do it was I would just let the nail grow and then like put the gel on top of the nail. So it's like a gel on top of my natural nail. Yeah, so it just makes it yeah, super yeah. super tough. Yeah, so that works. You know, um, if if you're going down that route, that's a safer route. There's like uh, my sister had um, this uh, this kind of nails like a gel nail set like that that she got has like the the blue light and stuff you can cure it and whatnot it's it's relatively cheap you can do it at home so you don't have to go to like a um nail salon. like a nail salon to like have it done yeah. all the time because that gets expensive if you're, yeah <laughs> no maintaining not, it. it's it gets irritating for the people who are there because no one yeah. wants to do one nail. one nail <laughs> yeah, no so one you would nail. only do it on your thumb or yeah, yeah. okay and um. Because so, so I have another story about that. I did it on all five of my hands, and because um, oh, oh uh, all five of my my fingers. Yeah. Because uh, I was recording Bandido Tyler the album, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, okay, well, I wanna like, uh, I'm I'm gonna be doing all these rolls and stuff, and I tried it on my thumb, and it was it was good. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, okay, I'll just put them all on on all five of my fingers. Um, and if you listen to that album like closely, you're gonna hear a lot of this. Oh, from like. Yeah, a lot of that. Oh. So I didn't like, you know, I'm doing it all five of my fingers. Um, 
just because I don't like that clackety clack sound. Yeah, that was one one of the things that I didn't like about the album. But uh, we mixed it in a way that it's not that bad, but raw, like the uh, the raw files were unbearable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think also like Kevin says, my nail breaks before it gets long enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think maybe you, it might be too long. Yeah, you yeah. also don't need it exceptionally long. Mm-hmm. long. Like uh, Jake's nail is probably like it will probably surprise people how short it is. Mm-hmm. And I know like for for everybody, it's like a little bit different. So try to find the the size that's like just right for you. You know, if you can get like a clean tone mm-hmm. out of your picking with your yeah. nail, that's really all you want. Anything longer than that, it's not really like helping mm-hmm. you anymore. You know. Because the shorter it is, and we've explained this before, the shorter your nail is, as long as you're still using the nail to uh, to hit the strings, the more um, uh, density you're getting from the uh, from the finger itself. So, for example, your thumb, if you're using mainly your nail to hit the strings, you're uh, you're gonna get a thinner sound. But see, like that that nail is pretty. Was pretty good because it's pretty short so i'm getting more of my uh, the weight from my thumb itself and the um and the tone of the flesh but getting the uh using the the nail to to hit this uh, to hit the string in initially oh not initially but at the, the end so initial hit is the um is the the flesh and then it goes to nail and then out i want to say jake actually has it just a little bit longer than this. Mm-hmm. So if you can see how short that is, Jake Shimbukura just has it maybe just a little bit. Because I can already kind of play with, uh, with with just this. A little bit longer would be perfect for Jake. Almost there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> That's two weeks. Um, don't, don't tempt fate. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, right? <laughs> so it doesn't have to be that long. I just grow mine um, that long because I'm too lazy to really like you know, meticulously take care of it and stuff. But someone like Jake, he has when he can't risk um, breaking it if it's like too long, and it's good for a better sound anyway. So uh, yeah, the less um, the the shorter the nail is, the better the sound. The longer the nail is, the easier it is to play it though, because um, uh, you you know you don't have to kind of hit the um you know hit the strings a certain way, and um, and it, it's kind of like using a pick, you know, like using a uh, like a regular plastic pick on your on your ukulele. It's like that easy to uh, to do some pickings with, um, but it doesn't sound as good as uh, as if it was shorter because mm-hmm. it's too bright. The brightness kind of comes out because it's just nailed and there's no density behind it. Yeah. Hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you, you definitely don't yeah. need it to be like where mm-hmm. the nail is Super completely long. hanging yeah. off and it, you know it looks like. As Edward Scissorhands, like, <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't need to be that long. Yeah. Um, Anna asked if you tried mandolin before. I have, and I was terrible at it. No, <laughs> but I, I have. It, it's fun. It's a different tuning and stuff. Um, I fooled around with it. I liked it, but um, I don't know. I would have to like learn a bunch of like new chord shapes yeah. and stuff. But and maybe one day, you know, I'll, I'll really put some time in it. I really, has one. Yeah, I really liked um the mandolele. Um, that uh. Uh, Mr. Griffin, Bill Griffin, um, mm-hmm. made from Canilea. So there's a Canilea mandolele out there. It's not branded Canilea, but he made it at Canilea, so it's technically Canilea Uke. But it's made by Bill Griffin. Um, he used to be the guy over at finishing in Canilea, and he was a mandolele player or a mandolin player. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he he built himself an ukulele. There's a picture like of uh, of Jake playing the uh, the mandolele. But I like that a lot. It was it was really cool. It was something like that I could get I could get into. I could get into that mandolele. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. Man- it, you can actually go to mandolele dot com. Oh yeah. There's a there's a mandolele dot com. Yeah, and that's him. Oh Bill, yeah. Cool. Bill Griffin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh nice. Maybe I <laughs> I'll get one from Bill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bill makes. Can I see? <laughs> yeah. Uh, right here. Mandolele. Oh, beans. Oh, that is sick. That's only Bill. That's the one. That is cool. Yeah, I played it. So every time I go to uh, to to Kanlia to visit back then, um, when Bill was still working there, uh, I would what? always kind of hit him up like, "Can I jam your mandolin?" Uh, <laughs> so, so, so what? It, what is it taking from the mandolin and the ukulele? Like what? Is... Um, it's an ukulele shape and kind of got the four strings and stuff, but uh, the tuning is uh, is sevens man- like yeah, mandolin, like a mandolin. Yeah, <clears throat> so it's it's pretty cool, and, and he like rips it. Bill is. 
he's a ripper shredder that guy, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, he's really good yeah <laughs> yeah the, the, the so, so it's nylon strings mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's just but, like a uke but, but it's just tuned like a mandolin tuned like a mandolin huh. and I think he breaks it a certain way so that it handles that, yeah. that high tuning yeah yeah the thing with the mandolin too is it's people don't realize it's double string. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of them, yeah, yeah, double string, and the neck is thinner than mo- most ukulele mm-hmm. necks. It's like really thin, <clears throat> so like the width of the neck is really thin. Mm-hmm. So when you try to do picking and stuff, you have mm-hmm. to be super accurate mm-hmm. that you're hitting just the two strings that you want. Yeah. yeah. So for those people who know how to play mandolin and want to check it out, mandolele.com. We haven't talked about this ever. I think the first <laughs> yeah. time we're talking about yeah. this, Bill Griffin. He makes some some dang good instruments. <laughs> good stuff. All right. So with that said, uh, we're gonna we're gonna end it right here. Or is there any other last minute questions that we should answer today? Mm, no last minute, <clears throat> but uh, should we do another challenge? Ooh, maybe next week. Okay, it's, yeah. it's at two oh five already. Yeah. Okay, so um, we're already five minutes over. We'll set a new challenge next week. You know, um, and stick around for one-on-one coaching. And tomorrow, check out the Yellow Friday Live Jams, where we announce the winners of the two kulas that were given away um, because of the uh, uh, Australian Red Our- Cross. Yeah, yeah, like our charity drive. Yeah, our charity drive for the, yeah. for like Australian brush fires and stuff. So we'll be announcing those winners. And uh, if you donated <clears throat> um, to uh, to to our drive, we're gonna pull not just those you know those, those prizes, but we're gonna pull a bunch of other prizes as well. So so yeah, check out the jam tomorrow. Right, have a great one, everyone. On behalf of these two other awesome handsome dudes, we'll see you folks later. Aloha. Mm-hmm.